This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about Nintendo's year in review, and we talk about our favorite games of the year as well. And I'll give you a little bit more of my impressions of Mario Maker 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo main episode 49 we are 49 49 we're almost to 50 crazy um, so close we are your host I am Trey Johnson and this and Jeremy dumpster fire 2016 McCaskey <laughs> dumpster fire wow starting starting off with the flames why, why are you burning dumpsters I just think 2016 in a lot of ways was a dumpster fire that's what the internet thinks too yeah, a lot of people hate 2016, but uh, for games-wise, I don't think it was that bad. I mean, it wasn't like the big Zelda having 2016 that we thought it would be like years ago. Yeah, but let's we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk. It about may not be a dumpster fire, but it's you know it's kind of like a I don't know. It's scarce. There's a scarcity to it. Well, we can talk, we can talk <laughs> about that later. But um, let's start off with news at the beginning. News for the week. Last week we forgot to talk about the Advance Wars 3DS or Advance Wars DS on Virtual Console came out last oh, that's week. Dual Strike, right? Dual Strike, yeah. That's the one that had the new art style where everybody looked all like more adult and stuff. And I think it was important that they were still playing off the whole DS thing, developer system, dual yeah. screen. Dual yeah, Strike, Dual Strike, Donosaro. I wish Donosaro would be on there. It's, it's not on there yet though. But this week had a couple uh, had a couple surprises that I didn't know about. Also, the remake of the very first Fire Emblem on DS is on there. The Shadow Dragon. Oh, so that's a that's a remake of the first. Fire that's Emblem. a remake of the Famicom uh, of the Famicom Breath of Fire game, the first one. And and yeah, and Metroid Other M. That one was really uh, really surprised. Also, kind of came out of nowhere. But you know why not? All the all the other Metroid games are available digitally. This one might well, be might as well I be available too. Out, yeah, I guess it came out on the EU Virtual Console. And the Japanese Virtual Console, like we're getting it way later than they did, but I'm still happy we're getting it. I've never played this game, so you know this might be when I finally do it, unless I copy of it cheaper. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is it going for nowadays? I don't think it's a very hard game to get all of. Last time I almost bought it at GameStop and turned it down, it was like five bucks. Yeah, I don't expect it going for a whole lot because I don't think anybody cares for it or really liked it. I thought it was okay. I mean, I played it through one time. And enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, it was a little weird, like the control was a little weird, and it kind of had sort of had the same sort of thing from like Mario, Super Paper Mario, where you have to like turn the controller and point at the TV and all that. That was kind of strange. They had like a little first person thing mixed in with it, plus a two and a half D side scrolling stuff. So it was a strange game in itself. And, uh, you know, that was the first game that they gave Samus a voice and turned out that nobody wanted that voice that they gave her. So, you know, and it was done I'm looking by, at it on eBay right now. You can get it for around eight bucks. Yeah, I figured it's, I figured it wasn't worth $20. I still have my copy of it and I would totally, I would love to do a show about it at some point in the future. I think it'd be great. We still get people, people still download that episode that we did about Federation Force. So wow. know, it's racking up the points. So crazy. I guess people still, uh, you know, still go to the Metroid stuff, I guess. I haven't really checked on the Super Metroid one we did, but I know that one did, it did okay. The, 
Federation Force One did. I do remember a lot of people being disappointed with Other M, and I just never played it. Like it looked like somebody else made a Metroid game, which is what it was, right? Uh, well, uh, yes and yes and no. I mean, it had the uh, Team Ninja was on it doing the so game. So they were but, the Ninja Gaiden folks. Yeah, but the guy who did it, like the director, was the same guy who did like Super Metroid. So it did have like um, it had like the main guy on there. So I mean, it was kind of it was it was the same. It was a continuation of the stuff that they started in um, Fusion, which we talked about in that in our Federation Force episode. You know, the continuation of Adam and all that, and it shows the actual Adam because it does like the flashback, and you see like young Samus and all that stuff. The the game's kind of strange because it's like like she doesn't um, like she won't use she, like instead of like her losing all of her weapons at the beginning of the game, like most of the other ones. She has her weapons, but she won't use them out of respect to this Adam person that she's visiting in the game. So that was kind of a thing that people didn't really like. It's like, oh, you can't get rid of this part because you won't use your missiles even though you have them. But you have to get to the point to where this guy says it's okay for you to use the missiles. Now you can use them and now you can go to the next part. So it's like. So she was just waiting yeah. for like verbal confirmation it was okay to do it rather than. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's it's, pretty funny. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird in that way. So I understand that, but it has, and it has like a lot, a good amount, like more cutscenes than any, than any Metroid game had ever had before that, for sure. I mean, it was very much like, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's like a Metal Gear game. Like it's, well, maybe not that bad, but closer, you know, like a ton of, like a ton of cutscenes and a ton of like backstory and a lot, and like Samus talks now and it's like, everybody's like, eh, maybe she, you know, would they kind of liked it when she didn't talk, but whatever. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it looked really good. It was like a very tail end Wii game, you know, like came out towards the very end, I think, of the system. So I don't know. It's worth it's worth picking up. I mean, I guess it's selling for eight. It's kind of like when I bought a last week. I talked about how I got the uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland for fifty percent off on the Wii Shop for for nine ninety nine, and uh, and I saw that at GameStop selling for about fifty dollars. So I was pretty happy about getting that game. Online. I just bought Metroid Other M, so it's getting shipped to me. I paid eight eighty eight for it with shipping. Oh, cool! If uh, you happen to finish it before the Switch comes out, we'll do a we'll do, we'll do a episode about that. I, I did something similar with uh, I did get a hold of uh, the second Boombox game. You should probably. I was gonna say you should probably get yourself a nunchuck too while you're while you're on. I'm gonna there. have to because I still haven't found it. Yeah, well, you don't need a nunchuck. You actually don't need a nunchuck for uh, for Other M, but. You should still have one for for other games that use nunchucks, you know. But uh, real real news. We have a uh, well that was that was real news. The virtual console. I thought it was real news. No, it, yeah, is, we didn't it, it is real the, news. The other stuff that came out this week, like there's a. Uh, did we mention there's the? Oh, you did say the Fire Emblem game came out. I did say Fire Emblem, but I didn't say the Demon Demon's Crest. Yeah, the Demon's Cap, Crest. It's the Capcom game, right? Yeah, it's Capcom, and it's kind of a spiritual sequel to Gargoyle Ghost Quest. of Goblins. But it's yeah, it's a sequel to Ghost and Goblins, but it's the uh it's one of the main enemies from Ghost and Goblins. Yeah, but there's also a Game Fire Boy Brand. But there's a Game Boy game that came out before that. Which I actually, all, which I actually had. Yeah. Yeah. There's a game there was a Game Boy straight up, like regular Game Boy black and white game, which I got because I thought it was cool because it was like a green gargoyle and like everything's green in the game because all Game Boy games are green. And when I was a kid, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, oh you got it. You got it. Makes sense. Originally as a kid. Oh no, yeah, I got it when I was a kid. I played the, I played as far as I could get through it, uh, Gargoyle's Quest, but yeah, it was hard. But yeah, it is Firebrand. It's the character from, uh, a spinoff of, weirdly, yeah, a spinoff of, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, but, or Ghosts and Goblins. Supposedly finding a about. copy of this game is not as easy as what I just, ha- what just happened with Metroid Other M. Like, 
you got to drop sixty to seventy bucks is to the, get a copy of the Super Nintendo. Is the Game Boy game like as bad? Because I still have that. I'm not sure. I haven't researched it, but I did. I do have it on my uh, 3ds. It's one of the first uh, games I downloaded when I got my first 3ds because I'd read a lot of good things about it, and you know it was like what two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Like it was cheap. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not very expensive. Like I just, I just eBayed it real quick, and it's twenty five dollars. I guess that's kind of expensive for a Game Boy game, but yeah. But for Gar- Game Boy game, yeah, twenty five bucks is pretty. Easy. Yeah, Gargoyle's Quest. I remember, I remember getting it because I thought it looked cool. Because it's the guy's, he's green and he's green on the Game Boy. You know, back in the eighties when we we had all we had was cream spinach Game Boys. That's <laughs> I thought it was cool that it was actually the right color because he was actually green. And I was like ten, it, whatever. It, it made sense to me at the time. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I haven't played it since then, but I had a lot of fun with it when I was a kid. I don't think I ever beat it, but I thought it was pretty hard. Did you get it on the 3DS, or you probably didn't because you already I did, have it? No, I did not get it on the 3DS because I played. Well, I played it as much as I could as a young. We well, get those youngin. save states, you know. Yeah, I, I might, I might get it. I mean, I thought about it because I remembered, but I'm like, but I still got my cartridge, man. I can play it on the TV. I can play it on the TV through my uh, Super Game Boy. Yeah, well, through my uh, Game Boy Player on the GameCube. Played play on that, yeah, on the on the old TV, on the new old TV. But yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, that Demon's Crest. I actually played that game a little bit, like through an emulator when I was in college, like when we were in college together, still. And that's that one's hard too, but it looks good. It looks really cool. Like I remember the beginning of the game starts off with this big boss, like there's a big boss at the very beginning, which is pretty awesome. And getting through that was difficult in itself, but yeah, I'm thinking about grabbing it. It looks really it good. Out, it came out the same year as Super Metroid, so it's got sort of that that year kind of look to it. You know, it was like. They were starting to get there. They were starting to figure out what they could do with the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks good. It looks very good. Like, I, yeah, it has like, uh, remember it has like kind of the mist stuff, like in the different levels and all that. So it looks cool. I mean, yeah, so, I, I, I thought about getting it. And also with that pixel perfect mode and all that shit, like, yeah, I thought I about getting it. It's probably going to be my next Super Nintendo download for the new 3DS. Yeah, if it'll be, uh, yeah, if I get that one, it'll add to my Capcom collection, which I talked about before. Because when I like dove into the Pixel Perfect, I got three Capcom games, so that'll be my fourth Capcom game on the Pixel Perfect 3DS. But they do look fantastic. These yeah. Super yeah. Nintendo games. Yeah, I thought about I thought about getting that one, so I might. We'll see. But uh, so I think uh, I think overall a pretty good week in the virtual console. If nothing else, a week of you know a lot of people probably haven't played these games that yeah were dropped this week. It's nice to see other M on there. It proves that Nintendo doesn't completely not think about Metroid. Right. <laughs> now that they've released everything officially on there in some capacity digitally. So, yeah. I'm they really have, haven't they? Yeah. There's nothing that's, there's no one that's like not available. You can get all the Metroids on between the Wii U and the 3DS. You can get all. Yeah. I think the only one that, yeah, the only one that's not on there. Well, you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to get Metroid 2 on the 3DS, but. Any of the other ones you can get on the Wii U. So. Even like the Metroid Prime collections on there. It was like the first thing they dropped, so that's cool. Which is still kind of annoying to see people on uh, websites and stuff saying, when are they going to release, you know, I can't wait for the GameCube functionality to happen. Cause I want to, I want to play the Metroid Prime games. It's like, you yeah. can already do that on the Wii U. <laughs> like, but I want to play with the GameCube controller. Uh, speaking of that, that was something that supposedly Eurogamer dropped some sort of like hint saying that they knew about a game could, GameCube virtual console. I mean, thing. is that Did surprising that? at all? That's the only thing they haven't tapped yet. 
Yeah. Well, they, I told you, we've talked about this before on the show, but the reason that they haven't tapped it is because they don't have the proper controller for it. The analog Because they, they need the analog triggers. Well, especially for Super Mario Sunshine, because the analog and clicking it all the way down do different things. So you would have to, like, map that to another button or something, which makes, uh, you know, emulation hard if you if you don't have the right controller. So... They they're gonna have to have some sort of GameCube snap on to uh to the to the Switch, or they're gonna have to have analog triggers already on the Switch, one or the other. Well, I mean, it's the only Mario game that I mean, it's the only one they haven't revisited that's classic, yeah. so to speak. So yeah, they're going to bring. I would bet money that Mario Sunshine's gonna be on the Switch because well, I mean, they haven't done it yet. And well, it's, I told you that's I mean, long overdue. Yeah, that's why they haven't done it. I think though, is because of the triggers, because of how tri- the, how the analog triggers were part of that game, you know. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I hope for it, but yeah, it's all it's all a matter of time. I mean, yeah, if they come There's out and say all kinds of cool GameCube stuff that could come, uh, you know. I think it was mentioned, uh, you know, Smash Brothers Melee and other games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smash Brothers and all those other games. Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty. Plenty of games that could, like Beautiful Joe One and Two would be great to see on there. Like Killer Seven. Like I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, I love GameCube. There's like so there's a ton of games. I know a lot of them are probably licensed and you can't put them on there, but shit, bring I, back the Monkey Ball games, like the classic ones. Yeah, so. Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball One and Two would be great. Like uh, even like even put like fucking Sonic Adventure on there. Like there's you know there's there's those the Dreamcast like ports that were on there. Dreamcast. Like, that's, yeah, they, that's something that would be amazing if they just started porting a bunch of Dreamcast games. To well, they had uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 from Dreamcast were on GameCube. They were like early GameCube releases, so they could have a little Dreamcast in there. But yeah, it would be cool to do Dreamcast, but it would be like... It's some Power Stone. I mean, same thing, you could do like uh, like uh, Skies of Arcadia, that's a Dreamcast game that was that was uh, ported to GameCube, you know? I think people would flip their shit if Skies of Arcadia came out as a, a downloadable title. Yeah. I know I would. <laughs> That's a fun game. Or, or like Eternal Darkness, they could do that on there, maybe. I mean, if those guys are... I know those guys are all, like, not around anymore, I don't think. The Silicon Knights, but they could still find a way to do it. Or like Twin or like twin Snakes, that'd be cool, too, if they could put that on there. Didn't they try to crowdfund a sequel to Eternal Darkness? And they they did, yeah. They did try to crowdfund it. But I think it was some sort of weird episodic-type thing. It's, I don't know. It sounded complicated from what I heard about it. Like, not exactly what I would want from it, but who knows? They could do a virtual console beyond good and evil, right? Since everybody keeps Eternal Darkness two being on there. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of GameCube games they could put on there. They just need to get the controller right. And of course, all those Resident Evils, you could put those on there. You know, the original like, Luigi's Mansion. Original Luigi's Mansion, yeah. So here's hoping for it. Yeah. But uh aside from that, there was uh Nintendo was on Jimmy Fallon. Oh I was gonna yeah, say Jim. I was gonna say at the beginning of the episode, I forgot to for some reason I was messed up and I thought that uh Super Mario Run was coming out today, and it turns out it's coming out next week, so we were gonna have, we told you we were gonna do a Super Mario Run episode, which we'll still do, we'll do it next week. And I didn't have enough time to break into an Apple store and steal like their demo version of it to play it for the show and all that, so, sorry. Cause I guess apparently it's, you can play it at Apple stores now, and I didn't make it over there today. Yeah, starting, uh, starting today, today. yeah. But I thought, uh, what I thought with the Jimmy Fallon thing, that's like kinda like solidified my, uh, thoughts on, um, it, it coming out today because I was like, oh well, if it's on, it was on Jimmy Fallon. Then they should be like, you know, that's I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Like they'll show it that night, and then it'll come out the next day. You know, that's what I that's what I expected. Like it remind everybody about it, and it's like, oh yeah, and this comes out in a couple hours. Like that'd be a really cool way to do it. But I guess you got to wait a week for it. But I don't know. I just it seemed like the right way to do it, but they didn't do it that way. 
But anyway, well, they were they were still on there. Jimmy Fallon played played Switch and all that. We got to look at look at it a little up close. Saw somebody actually playing it. And it so was actually cool. the first time that uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild was shown playing on the Switch. So a lot of people are trying to surmount from whatever they're trying to figure out from this um, this footage, like the frame rates and all this other shit. Yeah. Versus the Wii U. Like, people are already kind of like pulling up charts and stuff and being like, well, it <laughs> obviously runs quicker on the Switch. You can see it running smoother here than the Wii U version they were playing at. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you can tell that through an internet video. Like, no, you can't. Well, and it, 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 you can't properly evaluate like video output on hardware through another video capturing it. Well, they also like, if you watch like what they showed, like on the, on the big screen there, all they did was show Reggie like turning the camera around Link really, really, really slowly. Like there was nothing fast about it that I saw. So it's like can't really tell. And, Supposedly and he, the draw distance was better. I guess well, I don't know. I couldn't really see anything. I mean, I saw the same stuff I saw on the other one. I saw that same like mountain, the same like Death Mountain. Like that's still in there. It looks the same to me. But who knows? You know, that's it's hard to tell on there. But li- needless to say, it was a pleasant surprise that they, you know, because we all were pretty sure that. You know, Nintendo always sticks their guns, and they said no more news about the um, Switch until Jan- is it January tenth? Until the uh, I think it's the twelfth. The twelfth, okay, whatever it yeah. is. Um, in January, they're going to do a presentation about the Switch. So we were we were not expecting to see anything else about the Switch. So it was yeah. a, it was a pleasant surprise. They did throw us a little curveball and say, oh, "Here you go, you're going to play some Switch right up here, and uh, everyone's going to see this like boy man." freaking out about it <laughs> yeah the whole time he's like oh he's like ah I, I, i'm such a nerd i'm so freaked out and I'm like okay. oh my god i'm just geeking out so hard yeah he's like i'm, I'm, I'm geeking out I'm, I'm this is crazy i'm like yeah yeah i get it dude like you don't have to say like you're geeking out but whatever it's cool it's the switch you get to actually see it do its switch so you know i think maybe like if he would have been a little more like yeah cool let me play that like maybe people would have been <laughs> pissed off you know yeah no, I, like it's fine jealous yeah, he, yeah, so not, it's kind of nice that he was just kind of like, oh my god, I don't feel like I'm worthy to be playing this right now. Like, yeah, why no, do I'm I get to do this? Why do I? Why am I the one? You know, I think he played his cards well in that regard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating on him for uh for being whatever. Fuck being excited, guy. being excited about the switch. <laughs> you know, that's that's cool. He could be. I don't. I just. I'm not really a fan of Jimmy Fallon, but I know. No, that he, I don't I, think a lot of yeah. people are. I know, I know in the past he has done a lot of video game stuff. Like he has done a lot of stuff in Nintendo also. Like, uh, Donkey Kong Country's Returns, I remember they had something about that, like way back when, when that came out. So, it's been, he, they've been on the, they've been on the show before. And he's so done it's not a lot really, of stuff with yeah. uh, Mario Kart 8. Yeah, he's, he's done, really yeah, he's done stuff with developers and game stuff. So that's, so that's cool, you know? But, uh, yeah, we actually saw it switch. Do you think that, what I was thinking about when I watched it is like, do you think that's what it shows on the TV when you take the switch out? It shows like that picture of the switch that says nintendo switch like in red did you see I that like so. where they yeah <laughs> wouldn't that be because funny? i always like to know what game system i'm playing like i forget sometimes while i'm playing it and i'd like it if my tv just told me yeah and it makes it so like you can't just you can't use that like if you have one of those hot swap hdmi things like i do where like it's it'll switch between like you can plug like three different things into one thing and it'll switch from one to another depending on what the signal's going through. But the switch would make it to where you can't you can't change it because it's always sending that picture to the TV, so it'll never switch to whatever other system you want to play or whatever cable you want to watch. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I've got two HDMI ports on my 
TV that I use in my office. So yeah. I mean, I know yeah. not swap too much, but the one in my living room's got three. So it's never even been a problem. I've never had enough HDMI devices that I needed. I have two on mine um, also, same. but I have, uh, I mean, out here in the living room, there's like the five, PS4, five different things that use HDMI. Yeah, the, yeah. the Wii U. Yeah, there's the Wii U, the PS, the PS3, the PS4, the, the computer, and a HDMI DVD player also that I, that I all use. I'll use HDMI. So, but yeah, it's, it's cool. We, we get to see it work. Like I've seen people, I've seen people more like analyzing like what, they saw on the machine. They'd be like, "Oh, here, here's the fan. Here, this one yeah. does this. Like, whatever." I mean, it's this, pretty. Like, it's pretty obvious yeah. at this point that like it's a high tech piece of hardware in the sense that this isn't a game system you're gonna want an eight year old to take to school with them. You know, like it's got like vents on the top of it and stuff. You know, yeah. it's, it's not something that you really want your kids carrying around with them everywhere. I don't think. Yeah, it has uh, like the exposed screen too, like no uh, clamshell. Yeah, so it's it's a novel concept, but it's geared more at, you know, as far as being a portable thing, it's geared more at the, uh, those of us that are a little older and take a little better care of our devices. Yeah. You know, it's like an iPad or some shit. You know, maybe kids will be given an which, iPad. Which kids they're have. They're going to break the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just going to get, you know, they're going to they're gonna make those ugly, like, you know, ugly styrofoam-looking cases to put around it. and you know. Well, I don't like, know how well that's going to work with, like, the vents. Because there's like, definitely vent holes on it. Yeah. Well, they'll just have to have a hole on the, you know, like those weird Nerf holders that they have for the Wii U remotes. Like you have to get something like that. Near as I can tell though, the Wii, the Wii U mode doesn't have, like, it's not processing anything in a heavy sense, so it doesn't need ventilation. Well, it doesn't have a vent, but all you would need to do is just put a foam thing on it and just cut a hole around the vent and it's still gonna vent. Yeah. You know, but, but as, if you drop it, it won't break, hopefully. But if kids like, you know, their, their uh, Ziploc bags full of Cheerios spill into the vent, it's gonna <laughs> overheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their bags filled with uh, pasta or whatever, whatever else they have. <laughs> or they're gonna, yeah, their fun dip's gonna fall into it. Like uh, <laughs> fun dip would be awful. Yeah, it's it's like sand, pretty much destroys everything. But I mean, I'm still I'm still really impressed with it, and it looked like you know the experience was pretty seamless. And if it's true, like Reggie was saying, that was the consumer model. I mean, Fallon at one point flipped over. He's like, "There should be a kickstand right here," and there was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool too. Like he's like, obviously, you watch the video. He's like, "Oh, where's the? Oh, here's the kickstand," you know. And he's like, "Oh, he almost tried yeah. to." And he puts it down. He's like, "Oh, there's like three. There's like three systems here. This is so cool. You know, everybody should get this." So he's totally like fighting for the good team here, or trying to help Nintendo out or whatever. I've seen a lot of because uh, they they showed him playing the Mario Run and all that. But I've seen a lot of like memes of uh, Miyamoto with his thumb down now. I'm sure you've seen that too. Oh right, the, like when he raided him in the audience, and Bill Trennan was there too, sitting next to him. But he didn't Bill really, was surprisingly silent. Anything. But according to Bill Trennan's Twitter, Fallon did ask him about Karen. Yeah, I was like, "Where's Karen at? She should have showed up." <laughs> that would have been even funnier. Karen's like, been strangely silent. I mean, of all the <laughs> of all the actors in that video, you know, there was the one guy that did the. Uh, the thing with Game Explain where he did a big old interview. Yeah, because he wrote he wrote a thing uh, he wrote on the dry race or whatever. But uh, we talk, we talked I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah, we did. We talked about it a lot. But I'm surprised Karen hasn't come forward and done something yet. Like she, she's probably like, she's got her own about it or something. Following right, and it's it, it is a kind of a like an ironic sort of thing. Like maybe she is not actually flattered by it because she's been sort of stereotyped by her <laughs> by the role she played in the video. Yeah, um, I thought, I thought I maybe, know, yeah, like maybe she was kind of embarrassed by it. I don't know. Maybe she's resting on her laurels and she's gonna, she's gonna pop up when the Switch debuts and 
experience going to be <laughs> selling it to everyone. Well, just Maybe wait. I mean, let's play. It's going to be uh, the one of the first Switch games. It's going to be called like Karen Switch. Just a whole game about her, about her and her rooftop friends. Karen's rooftop party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Karen's rooftop party. <laughs> That'll be the first. How to be a gamer uh, and attend rooftop parties simultaneously? <laughs> Karen. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a series of you. Uh, Taking the switch and ta- and making it to the party before the batteries die or whatever sounds like a horrible game, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see more. Bill Trinan just kind of looked like when I saw him sit next to Mimo, he just kind of looked like he was looking around trying to find some donuts to eat. Oh, do you think he still has the yokai watch in him? I think I don't think that ever left. Uh, maybe not. But it was it was cool that uh, Miyamoto got to play with the roots. <laughs> I wasn't really sure what he was actually doing. He was playing an acoustic guitar, and obviously he was. Playing the chords and stuff, but I didn't really hear an acoustic guitar. Oh, I didn't. I didn't didn't catch him playing the guitar. Oh, he played. uh, He and the Roots played like the Super Mario Brothers theme, and uh, they even kind of like jazz it up a little bit, where they like played a few parts over and over again. And like, oh, that's cool. And uh, he's just sitting there, just like playing his acoustic, and you can't like in the midst of all that stuff happening with that band, you don't really hear the acoustic at all, but. Oh, He's yeah. obviously enjoying himself and having his own little fan moment, maybe in that in that in that sense. That yeah, I'm just hanging out on this you know popular American talk show playing guitar. I'm not just a game guy. I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a there was already um, speaking of kind of what I was talking about for for the protective case of uh, the switch. Did you see that there's a that there was a switch? There's like a switch carrying case that showed up at the EB Games in Australia. No. Somebody saw. There's already the first official accessory that showed up on uh, EB Games website. So it shows the switch in this carrying case, like with slots for the cartridges. Does EB and, uh, Games exist anywhere besides Australia at this point? <laughs> well, EB Games is part of GameStop. Like GameStop, right, but, is but all there's no stuff. EB Games here anymore. Like it's yeah, completely. Like there was Funko Land and EB and Babbage's and Babbage's, and, and they all got sucked, they all got like sucked up by. They all, became, they all became GameStop pretty much. Even though I think there might be EB Games still in, because I actually in, in the Peoria Mall. Funko Land. I actually worked at a Funko Land for a little while when I lived up in Crown Point, Indiana, back yeah, in two thousand one, two thousand two. I thought that was a straight up GameStop though that you worked at. No, it was it was a it was Funko Land, man. Okay, and that was like before it was before it was absorbed by GameStop. Yeah, that was like two thousand two, I think. No, or was it two thousand three? Whenever you whenever you lived up there, like it would have been two thousand two. Okay, because it wasn't one because you were still at the camp. Yeah, like, like fall of two thousand one or yeah, spring of two thousand two. But anyway, needless to say, I did work for you did I remember that, and only for a couple of months, and it was like a season. It was a seasonal job just to help out over the holidays. The influx of people buying games, and then all the people like calling in with questions about games. Didn't didn't you mostly? Uh, I think you told me that mostly you put stickers on games while you were there. Mostly, I alphabetized games, and yeah, <laughs> they were you know because I was in there all the time hanging out. Like they knew I wanted to like answer the phones and answer video game questions, and they'd let me like you know I answered the question of like so someone actually called in and was like, "What do I do with this guy that's saying grumble grumble?" And I'm like, "Am I really like the game counselor right now?" And I was like, feed him, feed him the meat. Oh, which guy? Oh, which game? Uh, what Zelda game was that? The that first Zelda that. game. Uh, when you, I think I can't remember which castle that is. Somebody called but, you and asked you about Zelda One NES. Yeah. At GameStop. Like, at yes. Funko Land. Wow. Yes. Well, were they still? That was when they were still selling all the games, right? Yeah, they still had NES games. Yeah, because I remember. Because I well, I remember when I first heard about Funko Land in high school. It was like 
this magical place we had heard of. We're like, yeah, this place that like sells like every game that was ever made. Like they still have. And actually, that was where I bought. I told you the first time I went to Funko Land, I bought uh, Metal Storm on NES. That was the oh. game, the game that I bought when I went there. Because that was the game that I wanted to buy and couldn't find anywhere, and I went and got it there. You know, the first time I went there, so pretty pretty rad for me. That was my first Funko Land experience because there was like one that was by Chicago that I went to because I grew up in this in central Illinois. There wasn't any down there, but we I remember driving up there with my high school friends, and it was like, yeah. Middle, middle storm found it there. But anyway, back to what you were saying about uh, EB in Australia. Now, wasn't that sort of one of the first sources where they were like, okay, I think there's a USB Type C plug in on this? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there's a. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, they say it in there. They they say that that they said something about the US the USB C plug that can supposedly make the graphics look better when it's stocked. Right. Supposedly. Well, the USB Type C is like same as like the HDMI in the sense that a lot of things can transfer through it really quick. A lot of signals, not just like video or audio, can be all, everything at once. Yeah, and uh, it's just a really high bandwidth connection, and it's not on a lot of consumer products even now. Like Apple tried to like make it ubiquitous and make it like I think their last round of MacBooks before this recent one, it only had the one USB Type C plug. And everybody was flipping out because there was just one plug on the whole yeah. laptop. Now they've got more plugs, but you know, that's the whole thing now is like, what is Apple becoming a peripheral or a dongle manufacturer rather than just like a primary hardware because you have to have all these adapters to use shit now. But, uh, oh yeah. Still back to the USB type C. That wasn't just an Apple thing. I mean, like a lot of, uh, Windows laptops and Windows PCs and stuff, which my new computer I bought. I think it has a USB Type C plug on it. I've not used it yet. I mean, it's it's there, but uh, uh, I'm just using standard USB ports still for all my shit. Sure, because it's a special kind of connection. Like it has to be something that's compatible with that to even use it. So it's not even something I've fucked with yet. But uh, it does kind of, you know, what I've read and speculations and stuff I've read about the Switch that the dock may not actually boost the power of the uh, of the gamepad or whatever you want to call it, the Switch pad directly, but if it does have a USB Type-C on it, then it does increase the rate of transfer of information to the TV and everything that's happening. So in effect, it does boost the performance, but just because of the interface, not because it's like processing, processing extra stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Well, yeah, what, basically what I saw in the, in what the other, there's a separate rumor thing that I saw aside from the, uh, aside from the accessory. Basically what they were, here, I wanted, I wanted to read the quote really quick. Basically what they're saying is, is the USB-C, basically when the system is connected to the USB-C, the system's components will run at a higher clock speed to facilitate 1080p resolutions on the TV. Both video and power will be transferred over USB-C when docked. Plugging the system into the dock will also activate it in an additional fan to help cooling when run at that higher clock speed. So, like, the fan is supposed to, they say that there's a fan also in that. But I mean, oh, that's okay. what That's what the quote was from Let's Play Video Games that said, yeah, run at a higher clock speed. The fan is in the near rear of the dock, and there's a gap in the back of the dock to allow the system's inbuilt fans to vent when docked. So, like, that's supposedly how it will run faster or whatever and output a higher resolution is what they're saying. Which makes sense because I'm pretty sure it's not it's not gonna be 1080p on the on the actual handheld. I, I doubt I doubt that it's gonna be at lower resolution on the actual screen that you have in your hands, and then when you plug it, it'll look better. I mean, I, 
That makes sense to me. Well, it makes sense to me too because whatever's happening on your on your TV is going to be based on how your TV, what your TV can handle, and then you're going to have whatever the native resolution of the game. I still want to call it the gamepad. We should call it something else, probably the switch pad or whatever. But <laughs> the switch pad, um, yeah, because the gamepad's what we call the Wii U thing. But uh, I mean, essentially, it's the same fucking thing. And it you're is limited by you're Except limited for now. By, you can remove the sides. Yeah, right. You're limited by the screen whatever the native res- resolution of that is, which most people seem to think it's 720. Yeah. And for a screen that size, that's perfectly acceptable. Like, you don't need yeah. you don't a need much it, higher yeah. resolution for something. Even though it's a it's big in terms of, like, a consumer, portable consumer electronics device, it's still a small screen. Like it doesn't need to be, like, crazy high resolution. For sure. So if it upscales it based on your TV and it does that through the dock... That makes sense. There would be some processing happening there, but a lot of it would be happening, like you said, through the USB-C connection and possibly the implementation of more fans so that the uh, that so that the uh, thing could be overclocked and yeah. run at a higher resolution than or run at a higher performance than it can when you're like carrying it around with you and running on battery power. Uh, did you see that? Do you see that Reggie uh, Reggie said that Super Mario Run won't be out for Switch? That doesn't surprise me. But no, I did see that. That was it does, another, that it was actually does thing. surprise me because a lot of the early rumors about the new Nintendo back when it was still called the NX was that it was like a hybrid of whatever the portable games or whatever the uh, whatever the mobile games were going to be and new console games like yeah. it was going to be everything. Well, that, so I uh, am actually I am actually surprised by that that it's not an option. Well, that also adds to my prediction after the Switch because I thought Miitomo saying- would. Be- for yeah, well, that that adds to my prediction, saying that the screen isn't a touchscreen, which a lot there's rumors saying that it is, but what if it isn't? You know, I mean, I still. Oh, you think it's not? I thought for a while that it wasn't going to be. Yeah, well, just because you can't use it, like when you're docking it, you can't use it unless like that weird plastic slab thing that you put in the middle there is somehow a touchscreen. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? Like, why would you use it? You know, yeah. you'd only be able to use it in certain situations when you have the thing out of the dock. So that basically yeah. makes any game that uses that only handheld and not on the TV. And I think that's kind of not that's like counterintuitive there, like to what they're trying yes. to do. So that kind of makes sense. So why even have it be a touchscreen yeah. if yeah. it can't be played as a dual screen? Experience? And all, yeah, and also like Jimmy Fallon when he was holding the Switch, he did not touch the screen at all. So I don't know. I'm sure that's a thing. Maybe it is like because people well, if like you look he, when Reggie hands it off to him. You There's can see a smudge on the screen where he touched the screen. Oh, sure. You can see the studio lights. Like, well, I'm sure somebody touched the screen. Touch by, yeah. I'm sure somebody touched the screen by accident, but that doesn't mean right. that there's an actual touch screen on there. I don't know. I'm not saying that there is or there isn't. I just and it's shaped. There like isn't. The smudge on the screen is shaped just like on the Android when you have to do like the the thing with the dots. Oh, it's like it's like a design. No, it's not. It's just like a, <laughs> it's just a smudge. Yeah, you can see his. Uh, he put his uh, password in there. That's. It's nine, and that's and that's it. <laughs> just one, just one. It's shaped like the Seattle one. Mariners logo. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and and I saw like you know analysis on it being like, oh, there's no there's no stylus. Obviously, there's no place for stylus on there. So because you can use any pencil as a stylus on. It. Yeah. Because <laughs> because they want you to use knives now. So you can it reacts to number two lead <laughs> screen. <laughs> yeah, right. And you can erase it with an actual eraser. It's great. <laughs> it's like a piece of paper. You just put a paper on there and write on it and erase it. That's, that's all you need. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would not be surprised if there wasn't wasn't a touch screen, but by the same token, like maybe just for the, just purely for the interface of it while yeah. it's portable, it would make yeah. sense 
there to be a touchscreen, just because that's what people are used to nowadays. Like, sure. everything that has a screen is a touchscreen. Like, you can't, it's hard to even buy a laptop now that doesn't have a touchscreen. Unless you buy, like, the new Apple book or whatever that has the touch bar and has the touchscreen. Yeah. But yeah, I understand. I understand what you're talking about. Did like, you, uh, you, hand, you hand a laptop to an eight-year-old kid and they're going to try to touch the screen. Well, yeah. Like, that's they, what they've known their whole lives. Because they, they grew up on that. Mm. For sure. I remember last week I said that I was going to go on, was it, no, I already did my Black Friday stuff, but the week after Black Friday, when the Mario 3DS came out and all that, I was going to go looking for NES classics, and uh, I didn't see any, but I heard, you heard the rumor of, uh, which it wasn't a rumor, but um, that Toys R Us restocked their shelves on uh, Sunday. Which they did. With new NES classics, which I went to, and uh, some crazy shit happened over there while I was there, so I got another Toys R Us story for you so i uh did the whole went to went to toys r us on sunday i uh made the dumb decision the thinking that maybe i was the only one that knew about it of course you know and then i'll just walk in there and there might be a couple and there'll be nobody there which is like you always think it's never never what's going to happen but it turns out that like it wasn't just the nes classics that got that got a restock hatchimals yeah these fucking hatchimal things which i had never heard of before there was like a hundred, like, there had to have been like 200 people there in line waiting for these stupid fucking Hatchimal things. Which I was like, oh cool, so everybody's there, nobody's there to get an NES Classic, it's just the Hatchimals. But I was like, I was like way back, I mean, the line was long, it was like way longer than it was like when the NES Classic came out, cause I went over there to Toys R Us to check it out, and there were like maybe six people in line. And they're like, yeah, we already got tickets, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's only like six, and I'm like, okay. Which I wondered, I was like, maybe, I was like, did they make that up to tell me that, just so that nobody would get in line, but. I didn't care. I already got an NES Classic from Target, so I didn't really care much. But this one, I was like, I'll just, I'll just wait, wait it out, I guess, and see if it, see if anything happens. And I got there at like eight thirty, or I got there at like seven thirty. They open at eight on Sunday morning, so I'm standing next to this guy, this weird guy that like keeps talking about Hatchimals, and he has to get them for his like nieces or whatever. Um, <laughs> his story gets more interesting later. But uh, but basically, so yeah, we're all standing in line talking about Hatchimals, and I was talking about NES Classics because I thought everybody was there for NES Classics. I didn't know about these fucking egg things or whatever that they had. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, they only released like six of these like when it came out, and everybody's like looking at me weird. And I was like, yeah, like we're not probably not gonna get one, you know, but we'll wait in line. And uh, so so I waited in line. And we walked in, and apparently this, I didn't see this, but apparently somebody, people were talking about it when we were in the store. Apparently somebody like rushed the line, like when they opened the doors. And uh, when the guy was about to hand out tickets, he got like attacked by these guys, by, by a group of guys that like basically ran at the front of the line. So he like kind of like threw the tickets in the air. So like the whole like, there's this whole argument about like who should have tickets or not, because I guess some of the people who waited in the very front of the line didn't get them. Because these guys like attacked the front of the line and like stole and took these tickets. So there's, there was this whole like argument inside the store about this. Like while, like there was basically, there was like no line, like they just let people in the store. It wasn't like Target, it wasn't like Target where they like, you know, kind of like route you around in line and like you're, this is, and you send you like right to a box that has it. They basically went straight to the electronics department, which had like, I don't know, maybe 10 boxes of Hatchimals like on the ground and like 10 boxes of NES classics just sitting there. And they're like, you don't get one if you don't have a ticket. And there's like this big crowd of people like all around this middle area where they have the boxes. And people are saying like, 
you know, well, I was ahead of this guy and this guy stole my line because he rushed the line. Like all this, all this shit going on, which I didn't see. So everybody arguing about that. And they ended up like selling them to whoever had a ticket, I guess, you know, regardless of who rushed the line or not. I don't know. If I was the guys there, I would have been like, I know, you know, you're the one who rushed the line. You don't get one, you know, is what I would have said. But whatever. They sold it to whoever had a ticket. And then there was like, you know, it was kind of like I was waiting. There was one NES left. They couldn't find, they're like, there's, they couldn't find anybody with a ticket. So they ended up selling it to whoever was in front, in the front of the line eventually but there were still like three hatchimals left after that and i guess they were going to start doing a they're going to start doing like a raffle or something like that but that kid that i stood next to he was like he kept like yelling he was like yelling at the toys r us people he's like he's like if i don't get one i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the customer service and tell them about it and i'm like dude like dude you were in the back of the line with me like even because he's like blaming the (laughs) the people rush the line and all that and i'm like like, dude, if even if people didn't rush the line, you still wouldn't have got one. Like, there was only yeah. like ten of them, and we were like, we were like fucking like a hundred people back, dude. Like, settle down. And he's like, oh no, I'm, no, they're gonna hear it. They're gonna hear it from me and the customer service. He's like, I'm gonna find out how much they're gonna order one for me. And I'm like, dude, this isn't their fault. Like, they only get so much. Like, you, you know, call the fucking Hatchimal people and tell uh, tell them they're stupid for not releasing enough or something like that. But he like had like a hundred dollar bill and he was like trying to like outbid the people there. He's like, he's like, I got a hundred bucks. I give you a hundred bucks right now for that. You can keep like the rest of it. It's like seventy dollars, you know, and I was like, "All right, you're like, you're a total asshole." So like, I almost, I, I like, part of me wanted me to stick around just to make sure that he didn't get one, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just to be like, just to stick around and make sure because there were like yeah. two left, and he was like, everybody's yelling at each other. And at one point, uh, at one point, he stole, at one point, he stole an NES ticket, an NES Classic ticket from somebody, and tried to like basically tried to like trade it with a hatchimal for somebody and the dude came up to him and he's like dude why did you steal that from me and then he like gave it back to him but it was like yeah it was like a it's like a madhouse in there so like after man, that's, that that's the way yeah. the shit is man and it's been like that since yeah. like the 80s like yeah. back so, in teddy reckon days yeah so pretty <laughs> much dude yeah. this crazy shit yeah i felt like i was in i felt like i was in fucking uh jingle all the way with fucking uh Jake Lloyd and Arnold Schwarzenegger and we're trying to find that stupid giant superhero toy or whatever, you know, like it was awful. And like after this awful Toys R Us experience, I'm like, I'm like, man, fuck that. Like, like, sorry, sorry, family. You guys get other stuff. I'm tired. I'm tired of looking for NES classics. <laughs> That's how I felt after that. I was like, I was like, I'll go buy, I'll go buy like a board game or something. Like I get something else nice, you know, like, I don't know. It, it, after that experience, it kind of agitated me and I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. You could always get them one later when they're, when yeah. they're well, so, yeah, yeah, so like, right. I actually found out my, uh, I live in a duplex and, uh, my neighbor, I've only talked to him a couple of times because we have like opposing schedules, but he came into my job the other day. I work at a restaurant and he was, he was speaking with me and he's like, he told me that he collects Lego. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. He's yeah. like, but he, he's like serious. He collects Lego, like, yeah, like hardcore. Like he's been collecting sets since like the late eighties or something. And, uh, so he's got a friend, a really good friend that works at the Toys R Us here in town. So he's telling me about how he went in to like meet up with his friend last week or something to like go out and get lunch or something. And his friend's a manager. He's like, his friend's just like, Hey, come here, come into my office. And he went into the office and there was literally like a stack of NES classic and a stack of the Hatchimals. Like he's just oh, like, wow. yeah, these are the things people are going to be freaking out about on Sunday. Like, yeah. They're coming here to try to get these. And, you can look at them like, isn't that crazy? You can just look at them right now. You can have them, but you can look at them. And yeah. it's like, I need to become better friends with my neighbor <laughs> because maybe yeah. I can like become friends with this Toys R Us guy. But it doesn't sound like you get any special privileges. Apparently you don't, yeah. You don't. Like you still have to like go through the, I mean, you still have to, I don't know, maybe you're even less privileged. You can't get all of these hot 
ticket items. But yeah, I didn't know anything about Hatchimals until they told me about that. I came home that night and I was like, all right, I'm going to find out what the fuck a Hatchimal is. Have you, have you looked up a Hatchimal to find out what it is? Have I looked at it? Yeah. No, I just watched, uh, I mean, I just heard. I, I looked up a talk- video on YouTube yeah. and I, I found the top video on YouTube for the Hatchimals had like five or six million views. And it's this lady that's talking like she's a nanny. Like, I don't know. I, I better describe it. She's just got this kitty cuckoo voice. Oh my god! Yeah. And I think I like she's talking to babies, and she's the video that's had has all these views is just her. She got a hold of a hatchimal, and she's yeah. watching it hatch. Yeah. And like she can't fucking wait on the fucking thing to hatch. It actually yeah. <laughs> like hatches. It busts open the egg, and you just have to sit there and wait for it to hatch. And like she didn't have the patience to wait for it to hatch, and she started breaking it apart. Well, turns out this toy was built specifically to try to teach kids patience. So it's hilarious to see this adult doing a YouTube video of it and not having any patience with it. Like, she could have jump cut. She could have done all kinds of cool stuff with the power of video editing. But instead, (laughs) this bitch can't even fucking handle, like, waiting on the... I'm sorry, she may not actually be a bitch, but, you know, let's just say that she's a bitch because she, she didn't have any patience. And she sure. she starts busting at this egg and helping this baby animal out. And I'm like, God damn, like, this is a kid's toy and like, an adult can't even handle it. Like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's uh, there's always those hot toys. Like, you know, we, we know those stories. Like, I, I mentioned the Teddy Rex, but you can, new, find, it, yeah. you can find, like, hilarious, like, Dr. Demento songs from back in the 80s of... That are about that whole experience of like trying to get a hold of a Teddy Ruxpin. And then one song in particular, I remember like they get a hold of the Teddy Ruxpin and they have it at home. And then it turns out like kind of like a Chucky doll in the sense that it like takes over their house and like oh, yeah. whatever it tells you to do and stuff. And like what, what, what have been the hot items like Cabbage Patch Kids and like I mean, Tickle Me Elmo? And- yeah, I was going to say, do you remember what the one with the 64 was? It was Tickle Me Elmo. Nintendo 64 yeah. and Tickle Me Elmo where there was that Christmas. I remember that. Uh, one thing, one thing I forgot to mention about the story was there was a lady walking up and down the aisle saying like, saying like, I got, I got a, walking up and down the, the line. She's like, she's got, I got, she's like, I got Hatchimals in my car. I'll sell you one. I'll sell you one for $150. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like that's the base, oh, classic scalping. Yeah. Over twice, over twice the price. She's like, do you want, she's like, you want one now? I got one now. And I was like, and I made a comment. I was like, shouldn't she be doing that to people when they're leaving the store? Like for the ones who didn't, who aren't going to get it, like all of us, you know, like is she going to do that? Like she's well, she'll wait, do it wait twice. For pe- they wait for people leaving and be like, hey, be like, hey man, uh, come over here. I got, I got some, <laughs> I got some. She'll do it once to get people hidden, hidden my trunk over line, here. Yeah, and then she'll do it again and mark up the price for the people that are disappointed. Like, yeah. oh, I got Hatchimals for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I was tempted to be like, hey, hey, you got any NES classics? I'm not buying one for hundred fifty, but you got one. <laughs> I will say that the yeah. price has steadily gone down if you've been paying attention like oh. the price has gone down secondhand oh another and thing they're, uh, yeah. they're no longer like 300 you can get one for like 175 um, yeah it's still dumb though for like a it's still, still it's still, still three times what it's worth yeah but you're not yeah you're not the markup's not the same so if nothing else that reveals that you know the market's becoming more and more saturated and so you know pre-christmas we may not be able to get all the more but I'm already determined to get my family other gifts, just like you. Yeah, you I've, kind of, I've, I've kind of given up. But Amazon... I mean, it's either that or give up the one I got, which... Yeah, yeah I'm not going to give up that one. That. I have too many. 
have too many Final Fantasy one saves on there. Same here, man. <laughs> and I'm too, too and I'm too determined to get through that game. But um, Amazon, uh, did you see that Amazon put a Twitter thing up saying that they're going to reveal something this week about NES Classic? Yeah, so. uh, it's annoying as fuck too. Yeah, they, they haven't said it yet though, right? I've said what it is. They did say what it was. What was it? Uh, they've got like Amazon bookstores in some cities. Oh, you can get where you can, Yeah, and you can buy NES Classics there too. So basically, they just revealed like. A new outlet where you can buy them, but it's a new retail outlet. It's not that yeah. they're stocking the website. Oh, okay. Did you? So uh, did extremely you... disappointing because we do not have Amazon books anywhere around us. Oh sure. Did you? Uh, did you check Urban Outfitters? Apparently, they're carrying them now too. That's not surprising. Yeah, I guess you can only buy it online though. Because I was going to go. Because there's actually an Urban Outfitters down the street for me. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's. A ways down the street, but it's in Wicker Park. It's the next neighborhood over. But um, I thought about going over there and looking, but apparently they're only online. They're not actually in the store. So yeah, we've got one of those in town, and like, fuck that, I'm not going there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to that what? place. I've it's on in, campus, yeah. and I'm not going anywhere near that fucking place. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been I've been in one before. I went in one one time with a coworker. We had some time to kill on a shoot we were doing, and and they have like they have a bunch of weird random retro stuff in there, and I think I saw an old NES in there when I went in there. So. It doesn't really surprise me that they would carry them there, but they sell record players whatever. and all yeah. kinds of other dumb shit there. Like that's <laughs> you know that's like sort of cool but still kind of shitty. Like you know you can buy a record player at, at Urban Outfitters, but it's not going to be very probably high not quality. very good. Yeah, no, it's not. And uh, I don't know. And you can buy a bunch of shitty clothes while you're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like but some, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that place. You can't tell. <laughs> I like some pornography in the in the form of uh, ad- advertisements. It makes sense they would sell the NES Classic there because <laughs> yeah. that's the trendy. It's a trendy place. Sure, it's yeah. Be a trendy place. It's a lot like Hot Topic, man. It's just like a new, newer version of it, appealing to a different crowd. Oh sure, yeah. I always thought it was crazy that Hot Topic was selling all the clothes that I used to wear in high school and got made fun of. <laughs> we got made fun of for for wearing because they were selling all these like uh, comic book shirts and like and like video game shirts and Star Wars shirts. It's like man, I got so much shit for wearing those shirts when I was in high school in the nineties, and now they're now they're cool. Oh well. Yeah, I'd say I mean I'd say Urban Outfitters maybe they're a little more fashionable in the sense that they kind of sort of like on the cusp of whatever's happening with fashion, but ultimately you're still just buying into the trendiness of what everyone else is doing. If you shop. I mean. I've, I feel like it's isn't it like a pricier version of like Old Navy or Gap or any any of that shit? Pretty much. At this point, it's just another one of those places. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, this isn't a fashion domain, so we don't <laughs> we don't right. talk about that. But but yeah, that's my perception of it. Like, yeah. no, no, if no. There, if you go there and you buy something on sale, it's because it's no longer cool to wear. <laughs> yeah. So if, it, if it's on sale, then you don't actually want to have. They're definitely not going to sponsor us now. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, maybe this is it. stop stop falling stop following my Twitter now. The Urban Outfitters. <laughs> I don't know if they do. They probably don't. But uh, yeah, Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't. Don't even remember where we were getting at from this. Oh yeah, it was the NES Classic. Well, they well they saw the NES Classic, which doesn't at all surprise me because it's trendy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. it's a main, it's a very mainstream thing, and it, it is the, it's the NES Classic and Hatchimals. Those yeah. are the two hot items. 
Oh no, that's what that's what I wanted to talk about because uh, when I since I've been like walking around looking for like when I I've been driving around looking at different places for NES classics, but I've also been looking for like you know 3DSs and Wii U's, and I've noticed that Wii U's have like been disappearing as well. And I saw a couple Wii U's on Amazon selling for like five hundred dollars, so that seems to be like I after Black Friday all I saw was like the hundred ninety nine versions of the 3DS around, but now I haven't seen any versions of the 3DS around anywhere. Like those have been completely gone. 3DSs have completely no, I agree. Disappeared. I was and I've noticed I was Walmart that, the other day, and they they had no 3ds's, any 3ds's. Well, check the Wii U's too, because I was at Target and Best Buy, and I and like and it past couple of days, and the Wii U's are gone too. Like people are maybe buying those up because they hear that they're you know that they're stopped producing them and all that. Maybe they're trying to keep them because they might be valuable later. I don't know. Or but you can I'm get good. all the games that are on the NES Classic on them. Well, or that most too, yeah. It's a lot more expensive, but you can. I think I don't think you can get like Final Fantasy, but yeah, you can get most of them. But uh, well, but you yeah, can if you open up the Wii version. Yeah, console. well, yeah, you can get it through the Wii. But yeah, I've noticed though, I've seen those disappearing too. And I saw like I was just looking online randomly, and I saw them selling for like a lot. And I'm like, are those becoming hard to find as well? Like, are people just buying them up because they found out that there's not going to be very many more of them? I don't know. I think, but, Nintendo, yeah, but yeah, I noticed that Nintendo's like coming back to the forefront of pop culture and. That's good in a lot of regards, but it's going to be annoying because I bet you, I bet my boots that it's going to be really hard to get a hold of a Switch. Like as soon yeah, as that becomes available for pre-order, is, fucking yeah. pre-order it. It's going to be yeah. I hope. Well, they already said they're not going to release that many, which sucks. Because I would like to get one first day. I mean, we both would like to get one so we could talk about oh, yeah. the show and all that. But and it's and I realized today that's not that far away. Like it's almost like it's almost like less than a month away before the reveal and then you got like a couple more months. It's March March is not that far away from now, I guess. You know, we're in the middle when, when did they pretty much in the middle of December. Switch. Was that in October? October. Yeah. So yeah, not that much further in the past than in the future when it actually comes out from now. Yeah. Like we're almost to that midpoint of okay, well, now we gotta start like getting together our all of our riot gear. To head to, yeah. to the stores and, and fucking push uh, our way to the front and yeah. yank tickets out of kids' hands so we can get home. Yeah, with it. yeah, we got to bum rush the the Toys R Us line. Uh, yeah, we won't even be over the NES Classic by then. <laughs> It'll be like we're still reeling and all of that crap. Hopefully not. I don't know. But uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about our topic of the week: the year in review. Don't don't go anywhere. So, like I, like I said before, since, uh, Mario, Super Mario Run was delayed till next week, I figured that, you know, it's, I guess it's close enough, <laughs> close enough to the end of the year where we can talk about, do our year in review show, which we did one last year. And it'll do one again. Uh, we'll talk about our favorite, our personal favorite games, like what we think were the best games from like 3DS, uh, Wii U, and we can say mobile now because they're two, uh, two sort of Nintendo, well, one Nintendo and one Niantic or whatever mobile games that came out. But yeah, we could talk about, talk about that stuff. So, uh, and also I wanted to talk about like what our, what our favorite game of the year was that we played that maybe didn't come out this year. Like I asked my girlfriend last year, like what her favorite game was of that year. And she's like, I like between worlds. I'm like, well, it didn't come out that year. And she's like, well, but I played it that year. So that's my favorite game of the year. So that'd be, I thought that'd be a cool thing to talk about on here. So we'll do both. We'll be 
the favorite game that actually came out this year and favorite game just in general that you played this year. So, what, uh, do you want to start? What would, you, what would you say? I guess, or we could just talk about the year and, and, and review, I guess, in total. I mean, Nintendo kind of dropped the ball on Wii U, for sure, you know? Oh, big start. time. And I mean, that's what's hilarious about this whole thing, because, like, we are potentially looking at a, you know, a fever pitch of people wanting Nintendo stuff. Yeah, like, happening really. all over again. Like, it's like the, it's like the Wii all over again. And, and the sense of what's going to happen with the Switch, I think, and we're already seeing it with the NES Classic. But in reality, those of us that are the Nintendo fans that have had all the devices, like, yeah. we've had a pretty boring year, really. I mean, I mean, that's pretty fair to say, right? You know, there's been, there's been some good, there's been some highlights for sure, but the, it's not like we've been bum-rushed with this amazing content, like, all year long. Well, 3DS has been pretty steady. And for someone like me who loves RPGs, I've had a lot of very good, a lot of very good games came out this year for me, I think. I mean, there's like, you have like Pokemon Sun and Moon and like Dragon Quest Seven and like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I mean, those are all like, well, even like, you know, Paper Mario Color Splash, you could say to a point, you know. And the Fire Emblem Fates. And the Fire Emblem Fates came out also. You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of adventure type games that came out. And I'm sure there's ones, there's Monster Hunter Generations came out. Which I still have barely even cracked. I have that, I have it, but I haven't really played it that much. Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, another, another, uh, turn-based RPG came out this year. Yep. And so like this, uh, yeah, this, I said Color Splash. But I mean, I'm just saying it's been, uh, it's been a hefty, uh, hefty year for, uh, RPGs, which is great, cause I love those, I love those games. It's been good for me, I guess, for that. I mean, yeah, so I guess more, in, a, in a sense, like, yeah, the year the RPG started with, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which came out last December. What came out last, at the end of last year. But yeah, they had a solid RPG then, and then, and then you had a Mario Luigi Paper Jam, which I've played a little bit of, but I'm still trying to beat Dream Team. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it seemed pretty, pretty good for that, for those type of and games. And let's not forget the NES like. Classic itself. And the NES Classic came out too, yeah. Which that was their big highlight, I guess, and their big thing that you can't find anywhere. And yeah, and but there's, the an R- there's an RPG on that too. Yeah, Pokemon Go Plus. Well, Pokemon Go came out. That was a huge thing. I mean, that's not directly Nintendo, but I'm sure but they the got bracelet, a percentage of it. It's really hard to get all of. The bracelet is though. They made that. And uh, Mitomo. There's a game that came out also, which I oh. don't play any. I don't play anymore. Which they actually updated. Uh, they put a huge update on it recently. And we, I don't even think we ever talked about it on the podcast, but they, they made a really big update to it. Yeah, you can kind of direct, you can kind of decorate your house now, sort of. Yeah. Right? Or your room. Really, I mean, you can, you can do a lot. You can put your own photos on the wall and the floor and the ceiling if you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have not, I have not even got into Mitomo since the month after it came out, I guess. <laughs> Cause I played it like every day for a month. And, and they added the candy, the candy game where candy actually makes sense. To have it, you can use candy to get more tickets to play the uh, for the other drops. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had so much candy. Yeah, it. you can use your candy to win tickets for the other games. I was just kind of waiting to delete it for Super Mario Run. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> well, because it takes like a gig and a half, uh, and my phone doesn't have yeah, very much space it's left. Because it's, cause I have like 40 gigs worth of music on there for whatever dumb reason. But, just use an SD card to increase your memory. Oh wait, you can't do that with Apple devices. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do that. But uh, yeah. So I'm just kind of waiting. I was kind of waiting on Super Mario Run to see how much, see how big that is, and drop me Tomo if I have to. But it's like I don't really do anything with it. But it's like it sends me, uh, it sends me like alerts all the time that there's new, fa- new uh, clothes out and stuff to wear. Well, you can continue to earn platinum coins, which you'll never use. 
but yeah, it started uh, started Nintendo's uh, foray into uh, mobile games this year. So that's that's a big thing. There's also like the big disappointment of, of Star Fox, I guess, which we did, which as our show we did like three Star Fox episodes. We did a uh, you know in, in anticipation and about Star Fox. You know, we we did a lot of coverage of it. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite what it was. I I had fun with it for what it you know for what it was. I never really went back and found all the different pathways, but I did beat. The you game. actually beat it though, right? Yeah, I did beat the game. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't actually beat it. Yeah, I beat the game, but I didn't go... I went back and tried to play it, but I couldn't really... Yeah, I found a couple pathways, but some of the... I don't know. I had I had troubles with some of the some of the side pathways. Like, one of them... Like, the one I kept going to, I couldn't beat because it was too hard. I don't know. But uh Guard was cool. That was a nice little packet that they put on there. And I thought that uh, Pokemon Tournament was a really solid fighter. Like, I had a lot of fun with that, like, while I played it. And I actually dominated online with it for a minute when it, when it came out when nobody knew how to play. But So I had fun with that. But I think I was going to say, like, if I had to pick, I think, like, my top two for Wii U was probably Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Pokemon Tournament. Because Tokyo Mirage Sessions is just, just that weird, that weird Japanese RPG game that I just want. You know, those are the type of games I want to see. Like, that's, like, what I'm excited about for Switch is, like, I want to see those weird games. Like, the games like Xenoblade and, like, Tokyo Mirage Sessions that are different than everything else and, you know, are kind of the types of games that I want to play. So that's what I was really excited about. Well, I know probably, it was a remake. Probably my, my favorites of yeah. uh, of this. Well, my favorite, hands down, was uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. But uh, Pokemon Tournament has, like, a close second, I think, for me. For Wii U, for the Wii U side. What are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I don't think you mentioned that, the Twilight Princess that came out this year. Yeah, it's a it, remake. It did. It did. Yeah, the Twilight Princess. But DLT. it's got that amiibo with it, and uh, there's a whole like story, which I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before. Maybe we have, but uh, there was a kid who bought it, and his brother was terminally ill, and they played it together, and his brother passed away, but his brother's gonna live on through the Wolf amiibo. Oh wow! No, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, his brother's gonna live on through the Wolf Amiibo when he plays uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, because he Except, like because he did all the extra dungeons, right? That you lock that you put on there. Yeah. So Nintendo kind of like if you if you look this up online, you'll find where Nintendo actually like you know, and it was good for their PR that they heard the story and they like you know they promised this kid like he's gonna get a Switch and he's gonna get Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. And, you know, and his brother's going to live on through the Wolf Amiibo in the okay. game. So they so pretty much gonna, confirmed uh, Amiibo support. Well, we, we, <laughs> well, that, we, knew, we, knew, yeah. we knew that the Wolf Amiibo was going to be a playable, or it was going to be a companion character. Yeah. For the Wii U version. Yeah, 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 I guess, yeah, for the Wii version. So yeah. I guess I don't know for yeah. sure it was the Switch version. I, I, it may not be the Switch version. Maybe he was promised. Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I mean, there's obviously going to be Amiibo support. Amiibo, like Amiibo were in, they were in Karen's apartment when she played the Switch. So <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, they haven't, they haven't like, yeah, they haven't directly said that they work with it, but I'm sure they do. But yeah, I thought no, another but thing that, worth mentioning was the, that's uh, cool. That's very cool. The, Mine, the that. Minecraft story mode that came out, that came to Wii U this year. Just kind of like falling into the whole line of like. Uh, Telltale, you know, yeah. Right, Minecraft getting released late last year, which was, which was kind of a surprise, I thought. It was kind of from left field. Oh yeah. Which we did never expected, like even Notch himself, the, the creator of Minecraft at one point tweeted. Said it would never be on a Nintendo console. This will never be on a Nintendo console, which of course they bought it from him. He's not part of it anymore. And Microsoft owns the property. Yeah. Xbox is a direct competitor to Nintendo, but they still release it because they, they can sell more copies. And they're right. And I've played it on the Wii U. I like it. It's yeah, cool. They, they I'm a the... Minecraft fan, um, so I like it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my favorite game account for the Wii U this year was Color Splash. 
Yeah. Well, you you already you said that like in the Color Splash episode, you said that it was your favorite game of the year. And I stand by that. Um, it's not a great game. It's a flawed game. Ultimately, the final boss was extremely disappointing. The way that I was able to beat him was just to exploit the system. Yeah. And use all that extra money I had <laughs> that I could get through playing the Rochambeau temples over and over again. Yeah, sure. But needless to say, I exploited the rules. Well, that's how, I mean, it's there. It's, you can exploit it. That's how I, right. Think. It's you not a system. Good for you. You know, system. But, uh, that's definitely my favorite game of the year. Not because it blew me away in any certain sense. Yes, visually it did. Oh yeah, it looks great. Especially the first couple of days I played it. Like, I could not get over how amazing all the stuff looked. And as I got further into the game, you know, they threw little curveballs at me with the Super Mario 3 level especially. That was so cool. And, uh, and all the, like, the little jokes and stuff that were made, like all the little, um, all the writing was done really well. So I'm going to say Color Splash was my favorite Wii U game because I played all the way through it, it engaged me, and I sucked my teeth into it, and, you know, yeah, that was my favorite. And it didn't dis, it disappointed me, but not to the point where I didn't want to play it anymore. It disappointed me, but I still had that drive to, like, see what would happen next. What would happen next? I wanted to see it through to the end. And I was happy when I did. Yeah. So, that was my favorite Wii U game. My favorite 3DS game was... Do you want to get into, th- well, yeah, we already were talking about the, the Wii U. So, like, the 3DS, uh, was a whole, was a whole nother side of things. I think that, I think the year was strong for 3DS, but 3DS has been strong, you know? But I guess it's kind of, it's, you know, people think that, are wondering what's gonna happen to that next year, of course, you know, with the, with the looming, the looming Switch on the horizon, and Switch being a portable of sorts, like, is that the end of the 3DS? They haven't really announced anything much past March, so nah, who knows? it's a third so pillar, man. It's a yeah. third pillar. Yeah, right. Yeah, like the how the DS was the third pillar, <laughs> and they, and we still play our Game Boy Advances, right? No, oh, <laughs> we I don't, still. But, well, we do, but I mean, like, but uh, yeah. What's your what's your 3DS game of the year? Super Mario Maker. Yep. <laughs> really? Well, well played, man. Yeah, I love it. I've been playing it a lot. It's a lot of fun. I will tell you though, like, there's not, you know, I've made a few levels. In the creation mode, yeah. and that should be the main draw of the game because Mario Maker. It's in the title. Yeah, but it is it is really disappointing. Like I'll make a level. I'm like, this is so cool. I want someone to play it. Yeah, it's me. And the only way for that to happen is for me to like hand someone my 3ds and be like, play this level. Yeah, I, <laughs> you much. know. And it's like you know, if I like carried around a sketch pad and I drew pictures, I'm like, hey, check out this picture I drew. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, look at my sketch pad. You know, it, it feels the same way. Like, it's like, it's different than sharing it and having that trade going on where, like, you know, well, you know, of course I want you to play my level that I put all this time into. But in exchange, I'm going to play this level you put all this time into. Yeah. You know, like, there, it's a give and take. Whereas, like I said, it's like if I was walking around with a sketch pad, I'm like, look at these pictures I drew. And that's kind of how I feel about this so far. And, uh, there are cheats that you can mess around with, which I haven't yet, but I have a, I have a Raspberry Pi, and apparently you can make, you can make a, a, a swap pass, or whatever the fuck they call it. You can make your own, like, stop with that. Oh, okay. Where, like, I could, in effect, figure out a way to, like, find other people that were doing the same thing through the internet, oh. and I haven't dug too deep into that, but there is a way around it. Or you could take your where you exchange levels, but there's but, not a big enough install base right now yeah. with all those factors considered. So for now, I'm just really happy with, and I did say at the top of the show that I would talk a little bit about my experience with the with the, the game. The levels. Mostly, 
yeah, mostly it's just with the uh, challenge mode. And I love, I love the challenge mode. It's fun. Um, I, yeah, that's supposed to be the good part about it. What's great about the challenge mode and what I love about it is that it gives you objectives to complete. You don't have to complete the objectives and you can still beat the level and move on to the next thing, but they're different for every level. And it's just like, you know, get through the level without ever getting hit or like collect all these coins or do or this, like, that. Or like kill all the Goombas or something. Right. Yeah. There was one that was like, uh, that I thought was pretty cool. It was like kill all the piranha plants, but don't kill anything else. Yeah. Well, they were, they were Goombas walking around with piranha plants on their heads. Oh, yeah. So, and you had firepower. So you had to be careful with your firepower where you only hit the plant, but you don't accidentally hit the Goomba. You hit one Goomba, you ruin it. Like you ruin your whole yeah. thing. So I love that. And I, and I love that those are sort of objectives. And I wish that they would carry those over to the Wii U version. Um, and I don't think they have. Um, there's nothing like that in the Wii U version where you could create a level and be like, you know, you can beat the level, but also here are these objectives to actually beat it. And then there's also like objectives where you have to defeat the first one to unlock the second objective. So like you have to play through the, the level multiple times. You can't beat it all at once. And I love that. And I think that's a really cool concept. And I wish that they would carry that over to the Wii U version. Yeah. So I guess I'm not really giving a whole lot of like specific examples here, but my favorite example was the, the one with the Goombas with the the piranha plants on them because it's so easy to let your fireballs fly and just kill everything. But in this case, for the first time in any time in a 2D Mario game where I had firepower, I was actually like aiming my fire, my fireball shots, you know, like I was actually like sure. taking time to get close to the Goomba, jump up and like shoot the fireball at the right second or the right split second did not hit both of them. Yeah. And that's cool. I think that's a really great way to take the mechanics that already exist. And, you know, you're not just collecting special Yoshi coins. You're actually, like, within the context of a level, trying to complete it whilst doing something else. Yeah. And and, just, and, and you need those medals to, like, unlock that final level. Yeah. I, from what I heard, it's like, seven. was it like 17 levels and there's an 18th one or something like that? Because there's, there's a lot of stuff on there. But that's basically, they put that on there to... To make it as, you know. To extend the life of it. Basically, because you, cause you couldn't do the internet sharing. They're like, oh, well, we'll add all this stuff on there to give you something to do with it. But the levels are cool. They're like, uh, I mean, are they, are they good? Like, They're are they worth buying? Or are they too a short? Lot of them, or, I don't know. What a do lot they feel of them like? are rehashes of what I played them. Like, you'll play, like, 1 1 is literally 1 1. Yeah. First Mario. Like, yeah. you're playing through a lot of levels that you've experienced before. And then I went into the, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I did go into like the, uh, the levels you can download from the, uh, the Mario Maker World or whatever yeah. they call it now. But you can go in and there are select levels from the Wii U version that people have made that you can play. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of cool, fun ones, but I'm really, like you can't search and all you can really do is just reload. You can hit the reload button to level to like create like a new list of levels you can play. Oh, you okay. can't search for them. You can't search for them by type, yeah. difficulty level, and all that like they added later. So it's a very truncated version of the Wii U game. And I know that, and I'm self-aware of that the entire time I'm playing it. So it's a little disappointing. But I will also say it looks fantastic, and it's fun to be able to create levels. And I just wish I could share. And that's, yeah. yeah. The whole time I'm playing it, I'm just like, I wish... 
while I'm doing this, then I could share that with a friend. Yeah. So like, even if you got the game, we would still have to be in the room together to yeah. share those. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't just send them to you through Meverse or something. Yeah. And it would be great if you could just send it through your friends. Like if, even if you had to have the friend codes and all that, like it'd be great if you could share levels that way. So. Sure. And needless to say, it's still my favorite 3DS, 3DS game of the year just because I'm a hardcore 2D Mario fan. Sure. And it's the newest 2D Mario game and it's fantastic in its own rights. It just, the omissions based on the game that it's a port of are glaring and they're staring me in the face the entire time I play it. And I wish they would update it and add more things, but we know Nintendo, they're not going to, I mean, they could surprise us like they did with Animal Crossing for sure. But at this point, it's like, why wouldn't they have had those features available from the get-go if they weren't going to be available? Yeah. If they were going to be available eventually, Nintendo's not a fan of releasing an incomplete game. Like, They're not into releasing incomplete games. They're not EA or whatever. So I don't see that ever being a thing. I don't yeah. see it ever being like you can share levels through the internet, which sucks because it's 2016 and, you know, the DS that came out in 2004, 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago at this point, had internet connections. Like, yeah. you get online. So, like, why can't I do that? I don't I know, know why I can't do that. Yeah. But what, what you could do is you could take your 3DS and you can take it to GameStops. Like, I always get street passes at GameStops because people have 3DSs there. You could take your <laughs> you could take your 3DS to uh, McDonald's whenever they have those street pass weekends where you can, like... If you go to a street pass place, you'll street pass all these people from different countries. So you can do that. And uh, if you go to the uh, the retro gaming classic thing in Milwaukee, which you should, uh, you can bring your 3DS there and you'll street pass all the people there who have Super Mario Maker. So there's other ways to do it, I guess. You just got to kind of hang around places where people have 3DS. But GameStop is always a pretty easy way to get street passes. I've done it before. I bring it with me pretty much every time I go to GameStop so I can get street passes. So there's always that. We've got... We had three GameStops here. Now we're down to two. No. And the one I always went to is the one that closed, unfortunately. Yeah. But they do have those street pass weekends, which I've never done. But if you go to like, if you go to McDonald's or something, it'll basically street pass you with like everybody else who's at a McDonald's like across the world. So it'll help you get street passes from people that aren't next to you and you can expand your horizons and all that. It's what it's supposed to be. Nintendo like sends emails about them and all that, but I've never actually gone to them. There's that option. But yeah, it still sucks that you can't just do online stuff like you should with the other game, you know. It sucks that it had to get downgraded. But I understand. I mean, I, it's, you know, I, I hear that the first single player stuff is really fun. So there's that, I guess. I mean, I understand. So like, yeah, going back to it, I understand that it couldn't be interchangeable between the Wii U version and the 3DS version. Like, you can't create a level on the Wii U and then play it on the 3DS, you know. They don't have the same processing power, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, you can't do as much with 3DS as you can with the Wii U. And that's why they've limited the levels you can download that are user-created because they won't work within the confines of the 3DS. But I just, I would love it if there was a unique internet community for the 3DS version. And maybe even some way of, like, porting the Wii U version over and then it would tell you, like, you know, within the Wii U game, like, make this available on the 3DS and then it'll say, well... You have to change these elements for it to be able to be playable so that you could actually manually go in and alter the level if you need to, to make it playable on the 3DS. Like that'd be great. But instead they just took it away completely. They didn't even make it an option. And that's really disappointing because it feels like a rushed port that is just trying to like squeeze a little bit money, a little bit more money out of the franchise. 
Same as like whatever's gonna happen with this Pucci and Yoshi version that's gonna come out. Like supposedly it has all the levels in it from Yoshi's Woolly World, but they're going to be in some way they're gonna be compressed and they're not gonna be as visually yeah. exciting because it's an inferior computer that it's running on. Yeah, they'll have all the levels on there, but it won't look as nice and it probably won't look as tangible as like the Willy Yoshi did. But you know, that game was good, so this might as I mean you could play it on three DS, I guess, if you want to get that version whenever that comes out. But uh my I was trying to figure out I was trying to figure out what my favorite three D S game of the year would be. I mean, it's I wanted to say I wanted to say Dragon Quest seven because that's probably the game I've played the most of the three D S this year. Even though there have been a lot of really, really good games. I didn't say this earlier in the show because I wanted to talk about it now. But uh I just started playing a Kirby Robobot, a uh, Planet Robobot this week, and that game's like really, really good. Like it's like I've been having a ton of fun with it. The uh robot is super cool and like um there's different power ups that turn the robot into different things. So like you get turned into like a like a car at one point or you get turned into like a plane. Like it's it's really cool, like how they've like varied the levels to where it's a lot a lot of fun to play and I've been having a blast with that. So I mean that one's definitely a worthy nomination for me, I guess, but I think I have to go, I think I have to go with Pokemon, of course, because that one's, it's, they altered so much stuff on it, and it's, they changed enough to make it, make it really cool, and though I haven't played it as much as I've played, uh, Dragon Quest Seven or Planet Robobot, I think it's, I think it's probably the, the better game of the year from the 3DS for me. And it's a unique idea. I mean, yeah. it's a built from the ground up, it's something it's- you've never played before. Well, it's Pokemon, and they took out all the HMs, which is, they have actually did a lot to change things. And they altered some of the Pokemon to where they are different because of the region and all that. And I, and I put like, I've put like, you know, 10 hours into it and enjoyed and had a lot of fun with it so far. So that's what I would say for my, for what I think is the best of 3DS for the year. I'm actually considering getting that from a lot of the stuff I've read about it. A lot of people are, even people that have beat it are, are saying that. You know, it was one of their favorite games they've played in a long time. Some yeah, people are really saying it's their favorite Pokemon game. Yeah. Which is surprising because there's a lot of Pokemon games. It's true, yeah. It well, I guess it, you would say your favorite one is always the last, the last one that came out, right? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever game, I mean, I feel like it's fair to say, just like I said about Color Splash, a game that can engage you to actually finish it and where you sure. want to complete the game and where you don't give up on it because you're so because whatever reason yeah they want to follow through with it so if a lot of people are completing sun and moon in spite of whatever its shortcomings may be that's still a mark of a good game that it keeps you going until you're done with it so that would by by that rationale that would make uh star fox my favorite game of uh <laughs> of the wii u <laughs> for this year since that's the only game that i've actually finished out of all of them oh god yeah, I haven't completed a Wii U game this year other than well, actually, Color Splash myself. Well, I did. I did finish a Pokemon Tournament, but that's a fighting game. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> you can play through it in like yeah. one setting practically, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but but the other games that I like are longer games. Like I put like thirty hours into Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and I'm still hard, only like maybe in the third chapter. So it's just the nature of that game. So you can't really say that it's. That I haven't put enough into it, or that I, you know, I still, I still it's come back. Time, yeah. yeah, I still come back to it. So that's, I think that's a warrant for why it's, it's my favorite of the year. But uh, what about what about games that you played that like didn't necessarily come out this year that you was like was like your favorite game to play of this year? Like just overall game of 2016 for you could be from any time, could have come out at any time, but one that you probably played played the most or, or had the most fun with this year. What do you what do you think for that for you? I mean, it's kind of lame to say, but. The NES Classic. I've just had a great time playing all these 
yeah, but classic can't... games in HD, right? That's not a game, though. You have to say one game. That's well, the... Zelda 2. Yeah. But, I mean, but do you really like that game? I figured you just uh-huh. played it out of self-torture or some sort of sadistic, I don't know. I guess I'll say yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did play I that game. I played all the way through Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube, and I beat it. I didn't beat it with all the stars, but I did pretty well. I'm, like, in the 80s. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been a lot of fun, and I using the GameCube controller has been a treat because that's a very nice controller. I love the controller. Unique controller, yeah. It's very comfortable. It doesn't make my hands hurt when I'm done with it like a lot of other controllers do. And, yeah, I put a lot of time into Super Mario Sunshine. I, say, I would say probably that's the game I played the most this year. That and Tales of Symphonia on the Wii. Oh, the yeah. One, well, the ones I played the most this year that are obviously not from this year. Well, and games you had the most fun with, sure. Yeah, I, I, mean, I absolutely had the most fun with uh, Mario's Sunshine. Like, going back to it, just going on a nostalgia trip with it. and uh, You know, after all these years of, like, not knowing what happened to my copy of it, and uh, finally just buckling down and spending, I think, like, I spent, like, $27 to get, the, get a hold of the disc for it. And it's just the disc. It didn't have any of the shit with it, but um, I ended up finding most of my packaging for my old copy. And so I've got a mostly complete, complete version of it other than the actual case. <laughs> but I've got like the instruction booklet and everything. Sure. And yeah, I played all the way through it and I had a great time with it. And I still boot it up once in a while and play it just because it looks great. Like, I mean, it blows my mind that it came out in 2002 because some of the stuff in it looks better than Mario Galaxy in the sense of like how reflections and stuff work. Like, you don't get the kind of reflections in Mario Galaxy that you do in Sunshine. Like, they paid so much attention to the reflections in that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the water and all that. Like, and anything reflective, like, you're getting a full reflection of yourself in it. That's just, like, a tiny little thing that's not that important, you know, and, like, almost sounds like a kind of a, like, yeah, man, this game has the best reflections, man. But, like, <laughs> for real, like, that's cool, and it, it keeps you, like, within context of the world that you know it's this really bright shiny game literally called sunshine and uh because of all the light everywhere you're gonna see reflections and shadows and stuff it blows my mind you know it's almost a 15 year old game at this point and it has really really nice graphics and um, the self shadows like mario casting shadows on himself and everything like the graphics are great yeah so it's it's really fun to see that on it system that at this point is nearly four generations ago yeah i mean i like that he uh like when he gets in the water like and he gets out he actually drips water like where he walks like i always thought that was really cool yeah. like that just like the attention to detail you know how you can like water slide on stuff with water but you can create that too like you can shoot it with the with mm-hmm. the backpack and then create your own like water slide like little just little stuff that you can do like with that i always thought was cool and like how they kind of how it kind of like it's like magnetizes you to the bungee jumping uh you know stuff that helps too. I figured like some of the platforming worked a little bit better on it for the most part. You know, some stuff didn't, but yeah, that was, that was a fun game. I mean, I haven't played it since I don't know when, but because Galaxy, you know, Galaxy being like the next thing to come out as far as like a Mario platformer after that, that felt more like a, had like a streamlined thing going on with it where like the camera angles and everything were like specifically geared to make it look the best. That it could, but you weren't seeing that like same level of detail as far as like the subtle things of the shadows, and the reflections, you know, all those things. And so like playing them 
one next to each other and having that available to me because I have all those games. Going back to Galaxy, or rather, going back to Sunshine, I was I was very impressed by how well, in spite of it being like kind of a mixed reception kind of a game, even at the time it was released, it was definitely utilizing the hardware in a very awesome way, and you know, in a way that was so good and so specific to the GameCube that they haven't been able to re-release it because they haven't had a proper interface. Well, then, then, yeah, they don't have the proper controller, but exactly. Hopefully, they do now. We'll see. Let's hope that there's an HD re-release of it, and it's got all the same whistles and bells. For sure. Well, my, uh, I told you that you couldn't use the NES Classic, but my answer was like kind of like that, so I'll have to change it. No, my my answer was like my favorite game of the year that I played that didn't come out this year was the Dragon Quest series. That was that was my answer for it. I mean, that's just as bad as saying the NES Classic, I guess, because I played through four of the first four games, and uh, I played through all of them, all four of them. I, I mean, my I basically made a vow that I was going to play through all the Dragon Quest games. And I played through all of the first four. I played through most of nine, and I played through a third of seven. So I think I got over, over halfway through. But but to say any game, I'd have to say is the first one to drag Dragon Warrior One because that was a game that I had when I was like seven or eight or whenever it came out, and a game that I didn't really understood understand, but I held on to for like you know almost thirty years, and like finally and finally beat it like this year. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. And I realized it was a Dragon Quest, part of this, like, series that I had never really played, but was, like, this, you know, this crazy popular series in Japan. And uh, I was just looking, I was looking at, like, stuff for, like, Final Fantasy XV and all that, and I'm like, man, I'm really glad that I, like, that I, like, switched boats here. I went from, like, trying to find a good Final Fantasy to just, like, playing all of these good Dragon Quests, which they have much more good games than Final Fantasy does, which I've said before, but it's a fact. <laughs> You know, so that was like my favorite thing of this year was playing those games. Especially like, I'd say, well, Dra- Dragon Warrior 1 or Dragon Warrior 3, because Dragon Warrior 3 is probably like the perfected version of the NES version of that, you know. And now that I've started to get into the, I'm starting to get into like the class changing stuff in Dragon Quest 7, which is much different than 3, so it's like, I don't know. I was, I was grown, I was raised on the Dragon Quest 3 stuff and then I skipped to 7 and missed whatever the changes were for like 5 and 6, so now it makes me want to go back and do those, but. That'd be too much fun with seven, but yeah, playing those games was, I think, was like probably my, probably the best choice I made in gaming this year. Yeah, and totally satisfied my RPG itch. So, but well, let's be honest. Like, if they were to bring like seven and eight and all that to the Switch, because it had the install base and it justified it, I mean, I would be willing to like play through those games on a Nintendo console, even though they're old at this point. But like, I you still mean, agree. You, with you. you mean Final Fantasy, right? Right, Final Fantasy. Okay. But yeah, I, I, do, I, was, I, I was like, do you mean, I was like, do you mean Dragon Quest 7 and 8? No, because I, I 8 did. is coming out in uh, January for 3DS. I did mean Final Fantasy. But, uh. Yeah. You were, you're correct in the, in the sense that, like, they've stuck to their formula and they haven't had quite the division. Well, they have the, this because they have Yuji Hori works on every, on every single version of them. So they don't, whereas, like, like Final, Final Fantasy 11 is an online game. Yeah. Final well, Fantasy fourteen is an online game. Yeah, and Final There's Fantasy also has couldn't even yeah. play. Like they couldn't. They couldn't yeah. port. They have different developers in each one, is what I'm saying. Whereas like Yuji Hori is like the commanding force of all of like they they kept the same people on all the Dragon Quests. That's why they turned out better. In my is what I think is that Yuji Hori Yuji Hori was the, the director of all of them. So whereas like Final Fantasy has different teams for each game. So that's where you get different mix-ups and all that. That's why those are are better. But yeah, no, if they had if they put like seven and eight on there, I guess I'd try to play them again. I mean, I played through I think seven. Nine was awesome. Oh, yeah. I like nine. Yeah, I played I played some of nine. I played actually played more of eight than I played of nine. 
Because I think by the time I got to nine, I was kind of tired of it. But but it's no, it's frustrating of them that I've yeah played. yeah for sure. Well, I mean, a lot of them are frustrating to me. But no, I understand nine is good. Seven overall disappointed me because it didn't live up to the hype that everybody gave it so much. Like when I played through it, plus that's the dumbest ending ever. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's I'm glad that I switched over to to Dragon Quest because those games have have uh, brought me more joy and. And less disappointment, so that was my my favorite thing. Even though I'd like to maybe try out Final Fantasy 15, but it's like I don't know. It looks well. Then <laughs> it looks I would silly. like to say for honorable mention, then since you even said it, I would like to say the NES Classic, just in general. Like, oh sure, it's been a, it's been a wonderful thing to supplement my game library with because there are a lot of games on there that I had never downloaded on the virtual console, and they look way better than they would if I had downloaded them on the virtual console. So sure, and the, the interface is really like smooth and everything looks so great and it's so fast yeah and for the for the most using part that actual nes controller and yes the the save state system is kind of a weird thing but once you get used to it it actually works really well yeah. so i mean honorable mention definitely the nes classic i put oh yeah I've put at least thirty or forty hours into games on that since I bought it. Sure, and I hope that it's. Uh, I hope that it shows like what direction Nintendo's going to go with the Virtual Console for Switch. Hopefully, they go a similar route, or they do some sort of like you know, like a, I don't know, some sort of subscription thing where you get where you get a bunch at once. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm I would sure love the- it, and I'm speculating, and I haven't seen anything really online about it yet. But I'm sure someone speculated this at some point. But like, how amazing would it be if you could actually? You know, because it has a USB port on it, a micro USB port. If you could actually upload your NES Classic to your Switch, and it would oh, give cool. you those thirty games, you know, it wouldn't necessarily upload it, but it would be like a, a verification that you own the NES Classic. Oh, sure. And, and if they could those games on, they could transfer your saves too. That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that'd be cool. I mean, that that'd be a cool way to do it. But what I mean, the way how good they were emulated on that. NES Classic shows like the future of what they're going to do with virtual console stuff, hopefully, and like what was what they did for the 3DS with the with the Super Nintendo Pixel Perfect stuff. Hopefully, that's part of like what's going to go into 2017 with what they're doing with that. So it's kind of a sign of the future. And yeah, if you could hook it up to it, that'd be totally cool. Be be pretty rad. Let's hope the NES Classic and the Switch interface somehow. That's a pipe dream, but it'd be great if they did. Yeah, nobody really talks about that, but it would be cool if it did because uh. NES Classic seems like such a novelty thing that would just be like a side thing. You know, there's not even its own console, even though it kind of is, whatever. But yeah, that, that would be cool. I mean, if they, if they were able to do that. Even though uh, when you were talking about how well it worked, I remembered I actually have had, a, had some issues with my NES Classic lately. Like I had it's shut off on me a couple times, even though the automatic shut off is not, is not switched on. And there was actually, for a while there, I couldn't turn it on. I thought it was broken. And I had to like let it cool down or whatever, and then it. Are you using the later. proprietary plugs that come with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the, uh, the, you told me you were just using whatever micro USBs you had to plug it in. Yeah, I mean, well, I I probably don't know which which one is the one that came with it, but it's yeah, no. I've been using micro USBs for it. I mean, I don't know the power brick. The, one. the power brick that you use with it could affect it. Oh, okay, maybe. But yeah, there was one time where it shut itself off, and that's where I had to, uh, that's another time where I had to do that thing where I had to, like, start the game over again and just load the saves that were on the game, you know, instead of, like, this, instead of the save state, because I was unable to do the save state, but I'd already saved at a hotel, so I went back and, you know, dealt with all the time resetting and all that. But, but yeah, it's cool, it's a cool thing, I'm glad they... I've made sure to continue to use the power brick that came with it, the same cable, so I think that might be part of it, but maybe not. 
yeah, yeah, I don't know. But uh yeah, it's uh been it's been kind of a lackluster year, but NES Classic was a nice uh was a nice uh surprise at the end and I'm still hoping for that Super Nintendo thing and if they well so hoping for an SNES Classic as we all are. And I'm hoping for a Game Boy Classic too. That'd be really cool. Like a smaller brick version that's backlit that has 30 Game Boy games on it would be awesome. Well, how fucking get- cool, man. Like this is our this is our second year in review we've done. Yeah. So, you know, we've got that perspective. We can look at our previous episode and this episode and be like, man, we next year we're going to be doing another year in review of 2017 and I really that'll think be, that'll be an intense year. It's going to be yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing yeah. Wii Part 2, the original yeah. Wii Part 2. And I'm kind of scared and I'm kind of frustrated in advance, but I'm also really excited because, you know, if there's going to be like this feverish install base, then we're going to get a lot of software out of it. And hopefully we'll get more listeners too, because <laughs> we kind of started our show when nobody cared about Nintendo. So I'm sure it'll help the show as well. Hell yeah. Listen to our old episodes if you're listening to this old episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 2017. Yeah. Anyway, I think, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we've, uh, we've been talking for like almost two hours, so I think we can put a pin in it here, but it seems like a solid episode to me of our week in review, a week in review, year in review. Year of, in review. Of, of 2016. Uh, we'll be back, we'll be back next week, hopefully, to talk about Super Mario Run and some other stuff, and all, as we normally do. And we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. And Jeremy Mikowski. And, uh, you know where to find us. We're on, uh, Nintendo underscore domain, uh, that's a Twitter, at Nintendo underscore domain. Uh, Nintendo main dot podcast at gmail.com, uh, Facebook slash Nintendo main or YouTube slash Vingmater. You can find all of our stuff there. Um, Nintendo main podcast.com, blah, blah, blah. You know all that stuff. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week for episode 50. Bom dia, me,